What's good, what's good? It's your host, Trim Hef, the Rare Argoon. This is episode 12 of Coachella Magazine Talk Radio. And I have a very good friend with me, DJ, producer, vibe setter, player. <laughs> and when I say player, I, it's P-L-E-Y-A. Because I push play. Yep, let's go, <laughs> let them know. <laughs> so what was your first love, soccer or music? My first love was soccer, hands down, uh-huh. since I could... Since I could walk, I, I was running after a soccer ball, basically. Okay. I was basically ran. The story is, according to my mom, okay. that I was at my sister's soccer game. And they're 10 years older than me. So they're like, they're already like playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in the stands with my mom. And the ball came out, out for a throw-in. And then I just jumped off my mom's lap. And I Started was like, like three years old. And I, and I picked up the ball and I threw it back to them because you're one of the first people that i met that played like soccer your whole life like i did yeah soccer is like my first love my first passion in life is definitely soccer you think you carry like some of those principles that you learn through playing soccer into like your entrepreneur and like dj absolutely i think like uh lately i've been thinking about that too Mm -hmm. i've been very thankful on the foundation that i had with sports yeah because sports really did change my life in terms of it taught me a lot of discipline waking up early uh i played i played varsity soccer mm-hmm. uh y- you know my freshman year yep. but i in order for me to do that like i had to be like super fit so when i was like 10 fi- like 10 to 15 years old that period our coaches just made us run okay. like run run before we would even touch a soccer ball it would yeah. be like you're gonna run like three miles right now to get in shape get your mind right because because <laughs> when it's deep like in the 80th minute yeah you gotta tap into that to that other point of focus exactly so i'm very thankful for that shout out to pete goosen coach you know from, <laughs> from la quinta uh just taught me that foundation of like just running and and, and work work ethic for sure. uh-huh. so when when did you start what music were you raised off of uh i mean my family is from mexico uh-huh. you know i'm 100 percent mexican mm-hmm. my dad was born in in jalisco which is like the home of mariachi okay. you know the violins the trumpets, yep. you know, the guitar, that's, that's from Jalisco. So my dad grew up on very traditional Mexican music. Okay. And so uh, my mom's from Zacatecas, which is also in the heartland. Jalisco and Zacatecas are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, very traditional Mexican music. Where my mom's from, it's more like banda music, which is more like trumpets, uh, trombones, like okay. uh, drums, like kind of percussion, almost like a marching band, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... I grew up as a kid listening to the traditional music, but since my sisters were all born here, like, you know, myself, I was born in Palm Springs. My sisters were all born in LA. Like, we grew up with, like, MTV. So okay, yeah. my sisters grew up, like, listening to Madonna, mm-hmm. kind of more pop culture mm-hmm. uh, stuff. So I grew up listening to everything pop music, you know, like, American pop music. But then I also, my, my dad was very much into, like, throwing parties and, and hosting parties. So yeah. if it was, like, one of my, our birthdays or whatever, he would have a mariachi band, like, okay. play at our, at our house. Definitely. And have, like, a DJ, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, my, my backyard was always, like, lit. Like, uh-huh. like when, when, like, the 80s, like... You know, we would we would be definitely having parties in my backyard, mariachi band for a couple hours, and mm-hmm. then have like a DJ playing and mm-hmm. and, and kind of, yeah, that's kind of like you know. So I grew up listening to a uh, just everything, a lot of stuff. You yeah. know, yeah, definitely. Because I could tell like when I go to your parties for all the people that don't know, Alfalfa DJ our first UTB party in two thousand eight oh eight oh eight. And then you started inviting me. I was a fresh 21. You started inviting me out here to Palm Springs. And I was like, man, what's out here? You yeah. Know? 
And I started noticing like how much I liked it because people just came out to party. Right. So when did you start DJing? When did you get into that? I mean, I started getting into the idea of wanting to be a DJ yeah. in eighth grade, which was 98. Damn. 1998 Damn. was when I like, I basically was like, I want to learn how to become a DJ. Okay. And um, at that point, I was... I had, you know, like the background of like my parents' music and, and this pop culture stuff, but I, I liked, I got introduced to hip hop mm -hmm. at that time too, through it, through MTV, honestly, to, yeah. through like MTV and like, I like to skateboard too. That's another one of my passions, I would say. And so mm -hmm. skateboarding is very punk rock, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, I want to play the drums, you know? Yeah. So I asked my dad when I was in like uh, sixth grade, I was like, I want to get some drums. Mm -hmm. So in like 96, my dad bought me a pair, like a drum set. Mm -hmm. And I was just self-taught. Like I would just like be in my garage, just like messing around. Mm -hmm. And then uh, something kind of clicked in my head where I was like, you know, like being a drummer is not very much different from like being a DJ because you're always on, you have to stay on the beats. Yeah. And so I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to learn how to, how to, how to DJ. And just, it was like, I was like, I saw, I saw a couple DJs scratching on MTV, DJ Scribble. He was okay. like he was like one of the DJs that. on MTV, yeah. and I saw him oh, like gee. yeah. And then you know I did a little you know obviously research on hip hop and Grandmaster Flash and just kind of seeing old footage of DJs, and I was like you know what I want to learn how to do that. And you I learned on turntables, right? Yeah, so I, I basically sold my drum set, mm -hmm. bought some turntables. Have no idea how, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm in I'm going into high school, you know, yeah. and everyone's like looking at me crazy like what are you doing you're like you don't you just bought a bunch of equipment you yeah. know and i'm like in my room <laughs> trying to figure it out and it was cool like th those first couple years it was just like trial and error you know like a lot of like trial and error and you know one of the things that inspired me is 99 coachella you know going okay. to coachella i'm a freshman in high school uh just got turntables and i go to coachella and i see a bunch of djs killing it you know yeah. i see like wow like i see djing on the highest level yeah. you know and so was that the first coachella ever yeah it was the first coachella ever damn, 1999 99 like yeah. damn <laughs> i don't think i went until 2011 maybe yeah so how many coachellas have you been to I, total i've been to every single coachella since the beginning of coachella i've never <laughs> missed one day of coachella in 20 years of coachella <laughs> Damn. That's why I got my Coachella shirt. Damn, rap. That's what's up. Rappy. Shout out to my homie Randy. Randy Franco makes makes these shirts right here. This shout is out. the Coachella. Shout out Randy. If you want one of these, you got to hit up Corrupt. Hit up the Corrupt. Let them know. Yeah. So did you DJ like parties in high school for people and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I did. That's kind of my first my first kind of uh, paying gig was in high school. Mm -hmm. My senior year, actually, the, the high school paid me to DJ in a, uh, at, at lunch. You know, they paid yeah. me fifty bucks to de to bring my turntables and DJ at lunch, and I got pulled out of my fourth period class. Wow! So I was kind of like, man, this is what's up. <laughs> like the school, and it was the first time that Palm Desert High School had ever done that to a student. They were like. They, they wanted me to DJ. And then when the accounting people paid me, they're like, wait, you're a student here? Like, what's Dang, cracking? That's <laughs> so legendary. Yeah, it was pretty legendary. So then you went to UCR, right? Yeah, I went to UC Riverside. And that's kind of where, you know, my DJing kind of really, I started playing more clubs, more like house parties. And I started D DJing uh, for this organization called Hip Hop Congress. Okay. And so what Hip Hop Congress did was we, we used, uh, you know, hip hop, you know, whether it's music, dance, emceeing, 
uh, graffiti art, you know, the elements of hip hop, we would use those things to like promote, you know, positivity around campus and stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, it was in Hip Hop Congress where I met some good friends and basically, Gopi? yeah, my, our good friend, you know, yeah, yeah our, good fr our good friend Gopi. <laughs> And we, uh, you know, started getting more serious, I would say, with events. And, uh -huh. uh, you know, it was really amazing to be able to, to work with different organizations uh, at, at the university uh -huh. and, um, you know, d do DJ workshops with students and, uh -huh. and be able to, to kind of just spread hip hop. Okay. You know, because so at the end, I'm a hip hop DJ. You know, I would say my foundation and how I DJ is a hip hop DJ because yeah. I use... Tur uh, two turntables uh, my first setup was like two turntables mixer and it was kind of just the style of hip-hop and learning to scratch and in that kind of vein okay so mm -hmm. was your first like collective like party was the world famous party the first time we did like a yeah i had done some smaller residencies but mm -hmm. uh when ace hotel opened uh, back in uh, 2009 mm -hmm. uh, you know i was right out of college I had moved to LA and I was doing stuff around LA, but um, you know, the world famous party at the Ace Hotel, you know, the Ace Hotel uh, had reached out to us, uh, our friends, uh, this art collective I had worked with, uh, the Day Farmers. Mm -hmm. I, we, uh, you know, we had been helping them out with some art mm -hmm. um, and then, and curating art around the hotel. So then they were like, you know, music is another thing we want to curate. and. They, uh, the owner, Alex Calderwood, rest in peace, Alex Calderwood, because he was the one that brought me in and, and really liked, you know, what we were doing and, and basically said, uh, I would want you to start DJing here. And so we, we started doing world famous party there. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, it, it started, uh, started really modest, you know, like, yeah. you know, I, the first year I would say it was like, we were kind of just building kind of like a following and uh by the second year it was really it was it was, it was very uh it was, it was yeah it was a fun party i mean it's always it was always a fun party but it just started getting more popular and um you know the amigo room is a small space you know mm -hmm. so that it kind of created a in a, an environment where people could come and just like turn up you know yeah. for a couple hours have a great saturday night party and yeah people were outside inside like mm -hmm. um it was, it's every type of person that's what i noticed when i would come out here it was like businessman old person young mexican cholo <laughs> trap black dude it was every type of person that came to these type absolutely of like just, tourists like it yep. was kind of like an area where it, yeah like you said it was uh, people from many walks of life would come to that party and mm -hmm. you know we called it world famous when they were approached me about djing there and uh they were like what should we call this party um i have a track uh, a music track that's called World Famous, and it's from one of my early projects that was released actually only in Japan. It's like on some Damn. some very rare like World Famous. yeah. The first the opening track of that that album is called World Famous, mm -hmm. and the, if you've heard that track, it's very like fun, uh, like kind of funky electro hip hop kind of beat, mm -hmm. and I I thought that that vibe of uh, was kind of the vibe I wanted to go for, and then the world the World Famous. Just the meaning is basically kind of like uh, I wanted to play music from around the world, you know. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, obviously I love I love uh, Latin music. I'll play some cumbia, hip hop remixes, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know, it's just I didn't want to be limited to just like a certain genre. So yeah, I just yeah. kind of was like, let's do kind of like a global yeah. kind of party and call it world famous. And then you took the world famous brand, and then you went to Hard Rock Hotel, right? Yeah. So at that point, I mean, year four. At, at the so I was there for the first four years with World Famous at Ace Hotel and 
you know, it got to the point where, you know, it, we, we couldn't accommodate the, 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 the people, our, you know, our guests in the Amigo room. You know, I believe yeah. the Amigo room is like 70 people, yeah. around 70 people capacity. So it wasn't fair for like our fans to come and be crammed into a little room. And not more than that, it's just unsafe. You know, it was, yeah. it was unsafe. <laughs> and it, people were like, you know, yeah. definitely, it was, it was definitely a concern, you know, that, that people couldn't come in, um, you know, in and out freely because mm-hmm. it was it was very crammed in there. So it, we we partnered up with Golden Voice at that point. Um, you know, I've been working with Golden Voice as uh, through Coachella and playing Coachella Fest mm-hmm. uh, since 2011 officially on the flyer. Um, and so they reached out to me and said, "Hey, we wanna we wanna take your party to another level." And uh, we took it to the Hard Rock, and we were able to accommodate a lot more people. Yes, it was so many people. It was like probably maybe close to like a thousand. A yeah, times. yeah, yeah, definitely. We 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 did like over a thousand people for sure. That shit was crazy. Yeah. So those parties and those parties themselves grew even at the Hard Rock. We started in different spaces at the Hard Rock, and yeah. we were able to to work there a couple years. And yeah, man, it's like. You know, the party doesn't stop, you know? Never stops. I agree with that. I, I like that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's turned into Super Sonido? Yeah, Super Sonido is like this new like uh, brand that I've started. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like going back to my foundation of, of having like kind of the Latin vibe in my... Um, in my music and, and mixing that with hip hop and electronic music and, and and it's also the same vein of just being a global global party you know mm-hmm. global based party and you know where uh, people from all walks of life could could get together and, and get down on a groove and so yeah. I do super sonido we do different pop ups you know uh, around the city and okay. and that's like another brand I have for sure and you have a, like a band playing with you yeah sometimes we uh, one thing I like to do is incorporate percussion yeah. you know because. Uh, as I, you know, when I first was a drummer, I was always have that like percussion, percussionist kind of uh, inside of me. So I've always wanted to bring, you know, bongos, percussion, cowbell, different, uh, different uh, instruments like timbales yeah. into the mix too. So I like to incorporate that when I'm playing. So yeah, definitely have the live element. Uh-huh. It's, you know, on top of the music okay. for sure. So you said you went to your first Coachella. In 1999, right. What was the first Coachella that you performed, like DJing? Uh, the fr- okay, so technically it was 2010. Uh-huh. Uh, it was in the parking lot, you know. <laughs> I, I literally DJed in the campgrounds. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know if you were there. Maybe you were there. I wasn't there that one. Okay. I mean, I have to stay back at the cafe okay. and speak with it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so that was 2010. Uh, we had been helping out uh, in the campgrounds, doing entertainment stuff, and then uh, they reached out to me and. Oh, actually, no, no, sorry. I kind of just took the initiative, you mm-hmm. know? I took the initiative. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, if we're going to be in the campgrounds, Might like... Well. People want to hear music. Yeah, and I remember I, I, I kind of didn't... I was kind of scared to do it because I was like, are they going to kick me out? Or like, yeah. you know, like, what's going... You know, because it's basically I'm tailgating. Yeah. I'm tailgating <laughs> at Coachella, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. so uh, we were doing this thing called the Art Studios uh, with the Coachella Valley art scene. And, you know, there was... We did the first day and there was no music like it was kind of lacking the music element you know yeah. and so i just took the initiative and uh, i brought my my turntable set up and i you know the, at the time it was like small speakers you know and so i basically just set up shop and you know um 
they liked it, you know, the, you know, the people that run the spa were like, you know, I like, we like what's going on. This is great. And, and then, uh, instead of them being mad at me about tailgating, you know, or playing music, they, it was the opposite. They basically put me on the lineup the following year, you yeah. know, and that was the first year that I came. So yeah. 2011 was the first year that you DJed. 2011 was the first year where I made, I made the lineup and, okay. and that was an interesting story too, because they had told me like months ahead they were like you know save these dates you know we would love to book you mm -hmm. and i was like well, obviously i'm gonna save the dates like i want to play coachella you know because they asked me they're like are, do you want to yeah. play coachella and i was like yeah i want to play coachella of course and so they booked me and then you know i basically uh yeah i made the, the official lineup you know mm -hmm. when when they dropped the lineup I, my name was actually the, the last name on the list you know it was yeah. it was like kanye west that year yeah and then my name was like the very bottom but that was on the list i was on the list, on the list and it kind of helped me because i was like i i think a lot of people look at the very last name yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at that time i was interning at a couple music studios yeah. and it was it was cool to see people's reaction we're like wow they are in the the intern is playing coachella like yeah. what the hell like you know i kind of just came out of nowhere and i basically uh, but i didn't come out of nowhere the what happened was they had seen the work we had been doing at at the heart at the exactly. ace at the ace hotel and yeah. they said um you know we would love for you to be a part of coachella and it was yeah. it's such a blessing to be like uh you know the first solo artist to to make coachella uh, that's from from uh you know palm from desert, palm desert. Yeah, yeah so from coach from uh palm desert from the whole coachella valley um uh, alfalfa numero uno let's go solo <laughs> artist numero uno yes <laughs> <laughs> let's go <laughs> First so solo artist. What was, what was different about that first time in 2011 compared to you just DJing this past April 2019? Wow. Oh, man. Like, this last April, it was like, it was like a dream, you know? It was mm -hmm. definitely like, it's been, it's been a journey for me, for sure. Um, you know, I played, the, I played the main stage Coachella this year. You know, I was okay. asked to perform uh, on the on the main stage, and that was a dream come true. You know, for any artist uh, to be on that stage is is uh, is a big big thing, big deal. You know, and so for that set, I wanted to do uh, something I've never done at Coachella uh, for one of my sets. Yeah, uh, it was just play uh, entirely. The whole set was my my own original music you know uh, original when i say original music it's a, either original remixes i've done or um just you made? just beat yeah beats yeah. you know uh, I, I i make beats basically mm. and so people may not know that you know because yeah. i my stuff's not on spotify but i'm yeah. I'm, I'm on some underground stuff you know yeah, what i'm saying like music's my therapy but i you know i am gonna start making my catalog uh -huh. available on these platforms where people could hear you know the stuff i've made yeah. um so that was cool like i was at first i was as a DJ, you know, it's easy to just be like, oh, I want to play all the bangers, you know, like yeah. right off the top. That's a very easy mind state to have. Because people recognize the band, you know, yeah. they're like, okay, I know this song. It's it's recognizable and, and I hear it all the time. But for this, for my for my main stage set, I was like, you know what, I'm going to... I'm gonna play music that people have never heard before, mm -hmm. you know, That's and, and kind of try to open them up. And yeah. and, and you know, I, I was blessed that I, I was joined by uh, six break dancers, world class break dancers, Damn. Uh, world class break dancers, uh, and uh, they were amazing, incredible. I was able to play, you know, my my music um, and share it and with break, people break, you know, break dancing, which is another element that I, I love about you know hip hop. Mm -hmm. And you also DJ. 
for Adidas occasionally, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, through... I've been seeing you on your story, and I'd be like, damn, this alfalfa be all these rare and <laughs> random places DJing, though. I see, yeah. like, where you... Uh, the Portland... Yeah, the Portland Stadium. I the Portland Timbers? Yeah, I, yeah. I DJed at the Portland Timbers Stadium uh, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was in Mexico City. Like, I'm very blessed, you know, like, mm-hmm. shout out, like, <laughs> you know. Shout out. Yeah, because, you know, I was in Mexico for a couple days, for like a week, and uh, they hit me up and said, Adidas sent me a message and said, hey, we would love for you to come up to Portland and DJ uh-huh. uh, with Ice Cube. Ice Cube's going to come. That's so rare. And, uh, <laughs> and Ice Cube is, was debuting this this program where he's partnering up with, with uh, Adidas about uh, inner city sports mm-hmm. and, and particularly basketball. Okay. He wants to bring basketball to to areas in Los Angeles and kind of start changing lives through through the power of sports, mm-hmm. uh, and which is like a big message from from Adidas. And so they, uh, yeah, I, I was able to DJ um, and kind of warm up the crowd. And Ice Cube came out and talked to That's talked to them amazing. about his life and like how he, you know, really appreciates sports, you know, in the inner city community and mm-hmm. uh, how he wants to partner up with Adidas. And then, yeah, I got to I got to. DJ DJ at his party, you know, with That's Adidas, so and, and then and then a part of that was DJing um, at the stadium for okay. the Timbers. So, yeah, I've been, you know, you've been around. I've yeah, it's been, <laughs> you know, you've been around. Holler yes. at me if you need a DJ, like holler at him. Like seriously. Like, also, LAFC, right? Yeah, so I DJ with LAFC as well. That's another Adidas connect that I have. So you be trying to keep it modest. I be I be watching. <laughs> I'd be knowing all the little gigs that you be doing. LAFC. Too, LAFC man. is like, if you don't know, Los Angeles Football Club uh-huh. is in the heart of Los Angeles. There's a new stadium downtown LA. Uh, it used to be the the sports arena, and now it's the the Bank of America Stadium. Uh-huh. LAFC. Yep. Number one team in MLS. Yep. And uh, fans. The fans. It's ridiculous. The North End is honestly like it, it's it's some it's a type of energy that you you'll never see. Uh, at any other stadium, uh, that soccer stadium, um, and it's it's the first soccer exclusive stadium. You know, it's okay, like yeah. it's 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 built for soccer yeah. pretty much, and and, and so uh, that stadium, the North End, is where t- uh, two thousand. Oh, sorry, 3,252 fans get to sit on that North End, mm-hmm. and those fans are you know are the craziest you know most like supportive fans on you know turned up most turned up you know (laughs) and so that that's the you know there's warning signs when you sit there it's like warning there's gonna be smoke in your face people are gonna be throwing beer you know you're gonna get probably get hit with by something like you can't you know you can't sue us because you're in the this area and and i like that about uh soccer you know soccer is very passionate sport like Uh let's go like i've been in that you know been in there when they when lafc scores a goal and like you know you're gonna get wet with beer like you have to accept that you have to accept it and there's people with playing drums right next to you it's it's fun and then you're jumping and you have to give you have to give energy you know if you're gonna sit in that area you can't be sitting down yeah you have to be like on your toes shirt shirt off turned up yeah so i have a good relationship with the club they uh they invited me to play uh last year you know, unfortunately, they lost. It was a playoff game. Uh-huh. Um, but Oso Motley performed that day, and I was able to come and do a DJ set um, in the Sunset Club. They have like a little uh, kind of like that. a. It's like a little a special little area where it's like okay. Yeah, you know, it's okay. kind of like, it's like it's where the 
you know the club owners get to sit uh -huh. and uh but you know it's open it's open to people that are club members and uh -huh. and, and at the game as well it's like kind of like everything within your career is like kind of like full circle you're talking about soccer then it coming all the way back around to you like DJing at soccer stadiums and being a part of stuff. Absolutely. You know, as a kid, I used to always dream about uh, becoming sponsored uh, through uh, becoming a professional soccer player. I was always yeah. like, I want to become a pro soccer player mm -hmm. uh, and get sponsored by Adidas, mm -hmm. you know? And it, it, like you said, it's like full circle. It's yeah. like, you know, I've tied a lot of my passions, whether it's soccer, music, uh, and skateboarding and Adidas all together, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I've, I've really been very blessed to, to keep doing that. And I'm excited. I want to do like, I want to do a lot of cool stuff like yeah. with that realm, with the soccer, with soccer world, you know, and, 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 and kind of, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. endless. You know, I have a lot of ideas I want to do. It's very endless. Yeah. We're going to live a long time and we're going we're gonna to get a lot of money and we're going to drop a lot of swag on, on the earth. Wait, so what you got? What you got coming up? What's up? What, what so, you up? so speaking of uh, Ace Hotel, we were oh, talking oh. earlier. Yeah. Uh, we have an upcoming ten-year anniversary Let's party. Go. Uh, Ace Hotel is turning ten years old, uh -huh. and um, as one of the resident DJs at Ace Hotel for many years, they asked me to come back and do a DJ set. We're gonna do it June twenty-third. Uh, or is that 22nd? It might be 22nd. June 22nd. And then <laughs> June 23rd, we are going to be doing, uh, I'm, I got uh, a party called Sunday Sessions in okay. downtown LA. Uh -huh. They are, you know, I'm going to be doing um, some stuff out in LA for Sunday Sessions uh -huh. uh, where City Hall is. So okay. uh, I got that. And, um, you know, I got, I got some music coming out. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to be making my catalog available okay. on the different platforms so people could start here. So where can people follow you at on Instagram? Uh, I would say Instagram would be a good spot. Uh, alfalfa, A-L-F-A-L-P-H-A, -A Alfalfa. Uh, or you could just go to alfalfa.com. Alfalfa.com. Alfalfa on Instagram. Alfalfa on Twitter as Twitter, well. Twitter, Facebook. That's how you stay in touch. One of my one of my most talented friends, longtime friend, first person to ever DJ one of my parties, supporter, multifaceted player with the E in the middle. Don't the original the, player. The original player. The original playboy. <laughs> the original playboy. Alfalfa DJ. Soccer player. Music, vibe setter music producer producer educator educator you know i'll mow your lawn i'll come over i'll, I'll mow your lawn you know what i'm saying like i know i got all kinds of skills you don't even know about you know i build sculptures too holler, holler at me if you want me to build a sculpture no this was episode 12 of coachella magazine talk radio my boy alfalfa peace